0: I wanted to try something where I just get a log cabin somewhere with
1: no real electricity. I think I know where you're going. Yeah. And this is a mistake, but go Re- on.
0: I'll try to reset my circadian rhythm by just, all right, when it's nighttime, I go to bed. And when it's daytime, I wake up. What? Because here's I, I got to work all the, the drugs out
1: of me? Yeah. You're going to go through yeah. withdrawals. You're going to be sweating in a cabin by yourself. And then... Some animal is going to smell your sweat, and then you're going to be under attack by yourself with no internet, miserable, and then you'll just go on a binger when you get out of it. Yeah,
0: well, and maybe
1: I'm projecting because that's exactly what I, I do leave that.
0: the cabin. The first thing I do is go through a Starbucks drive-through. Yeah, and go. Do you have any heroin? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a cabin. Oh, we should talk about the book. Oh yeah, yeah. So surprise, it was all a ruse. If you didn't see it coming, shame on you. If we didn't make it clear enough, shame on us. I think we've all had a friend who had $1,000 burning a
1: hole in their pocket, but it was the last $1,000 to their name. I'll just say from personal experience, it's always like, you know, when at the time when I had no money and I would get money, one, you, you know, you end up paying for like the things, the cosmetic things you needed, like, or wanted. Like for me, I was like, oh, I can finally get the... $40 eye cream or something like that should not do any of that shit yeah. but you just you, there's some self you know love things that you want to do that you you absolutely can't afford and you end up doing and it just it ends up biting you later yeah. obviously but well,
0: you wrote this part i remember about Noel going on a a binge of getting his back hair removed uh getting his teeth fixed but then all like never fixing the source of the problem. <laughs> which right. Is him. But then buying a pet a quaka Quacka. Yeah. Which I felt like that was Aaron. That that's what Aaron wants to buy. Well,
1: so, I mean it part of it was so that the whole sequence is obviously pulling from things you know of, of me personally my demons with money, you know, back when and all this stuff. But some of it like particularly like back hair, back hair lasering, replacing teeth and stuff. It's a mix of a couple of buddies who they got, you know, a $2,000 check from something. It, it may have been like a little piece of writing or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends immediately went and got a full body lasering. And he was like, yep, I purchased the things out, you know, outright. Uh, it's me $400, but I'm finally going to get rid of all this body hair." I'm like, you barely made rent last, <laughs> last month. You're right. going to get all this lasered off? It's like, yeah. And then, A friend of mine had, uh, he got a little bit of money and then he, he always wanted to have all of his teeth replaced. So he, Mm. he always wanted to get veneers, but he got this money. He thought more money was coming in, but with the initial money, he's like, I'm going to get these first four first. And so he got these beautiful four teeth and then he wasn't, you know, he didn't get the rest of the money. So he just has these like perfect porcelain four teeth and the other ones are just, you know, they're his teeth and it's fine. But you know, it was, it was, I mean, it was so, it rung so true just for me personally and from things i've seen it's like this is what you do when you you have nothing and then you get something i've always been tight
0: with money that's Mm -hmm. just that's been me like i remember when i got my first real job and i'm like i gotta save every dollar and i've just always been that way except i did pay 1300 dollars to get my eyes lasered in koreatown based on a guy i was working for us when i was working on this documentary he's like you should go see this guy you know Dr. I-Ping. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds legit. And I mean, it was weird. It was in the back of a truck, but no, it's not. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just going to Koreatown already sounds like I'm in Minority Report. You know, like mm-hmm. the guy is just going to sneeze and just be like, you're fine. But it was the old laser eye treatment where they slice the top of your eye open. And they like, they put the suction cup on it. They do it. They shine it. But I was good to go. I was like, oh my God, my vision's here. It's great. But after seven years maybe it just started going bad again and mm-hmm. then they're like oh well you can't get it done ever like like the, the the way they do lasers now for eyeballs is so much better they just shine the laser and you're done i basically blew my one chance because i got the discount you went to Korea town <laughs> so i went to Korea town
1: but that's what uh, people do that all the time di- like yeah. uh, in some form or, or another like they get the the low rent version of a thing they really want and then it fucks them over because that's what they can afford. Right. You know, it's,
0: it's always buying the cheaper thing on Amazon and being like, not really upset when it breaks. I get
1: upset with myself when I do that. Like I buy the, when I buy the cheap version of something, when I know better, you know, it's like, well, it's, it's, this one's 13 bucks as opposed to 30. And then inevitably it's cheap and flimsy. And, and I just, I, I knew better. I don't know where I'm going with this, but, or where we're going with this, but
0: Noel in this situation is he wants top tier, but then also, falls into that he's falling back into his old mm-hmm, problems again but i like the fact that he buys an animal that with like most people it's like buying a car when you're like i bought the car i'm done it's like well no i need maintenance you need gas you need this and it's like you never stop paying for these things
1: and buying an exotic an- animal is like one of the worst things you can do i don't think i ever told you this part of the Quaka thing was based on i got my dog rigs Around the, I think the time that we're, or I, I think I got rigs around this time that I was doing that's up, right, yeah. yeah. And, um, so I got rigs and I lost, uh, another job or the contract ended and I was like, oh, well, I still have this living thing that I have to take care of. And there's, he ended up breaking his legs that cost $5,000, <laughs> you know, that. he jumped from a parking yeah, he lot, jumped from a building <laughs> And, like, all this stuff, and oh and uh, I just had to do all these things for and it wasn't, like what you were saying, that wasn't the end of it, just getting him. It yeah. was the whole – but anyway, yeah, it, it stems from something that people deal with constantly today, which is no – most people, you know, don't have the money to buy the things that they are buying, and they do it on credit, and it ends up burning them, and it sucks, but yeah. – is, was that momentary happiness where, oh, I don't know, it feels pretty good when yeah. you do it. it but then the, the come down is always the worst part. Uh-huh. <laughs> the uh, the payday loan that you have to take to pay the interest on the rental, whatever thing that you are getting. Yeah. The, the, the couch
0: that you <laughs> rented. You know. But then there's a part I want to ask you about because Noel finds a new loved one immediately mm-hmm. going back. Arguably a more expensive relationship. Because now he's with a 50-foot woman who is just this whole new experience. I have an idea of where that inspiration
1: came from. I, I want to hear. You can bleep out names. I mean, because no, that's I, the whole point. I,
0: I just assumed it was from one of your breakups and it was a tall person you dated.
1: <laughs> well, you're half right. It was definitely from one of my breakups. It was partly from a dream I had. She, so she wasn't in the dream she was tall she wasn't fifty foot tall but she was enormous like it sh- I seemed small in the dream okay. probably because of i of a small person at the time in general but she seemed okay. immense in the dream and she was basically crushing all of these other because you know she very beautiful woman and very like sought after and I just imagined all of these guys in my insecurity being like ah, ah, and, right. and so I was like, what is that to the nth degree in a, in a funny form? And like I said, in the previous things, you can tell where I was at in a relationship and or a breakup while writing this thing. And that was,
0: I remember reading it because this, this is one of the early ones where it was half and half. I, I took a, I did the, the waiting room stuff in the tomato terrace and you did the null, uh, getting rid of his back hair and uh, finding a new love. And I was like, where is Aaron right now? Where is he at? A dark place. (laughs) It was a very dark, but it was, it did feel like I was reading like your therapy notes of like, it was just your dream journal of Mm -hmm. just, the fifty foot woman, capt- I flew up to her, and then she gave birth to me. And, well, there's
1: the there's the uh, thing of the mommy issue. It's the yeah. you know the huge thing of this is open therapy. Yeah, I mean it's it, it comes from the the you know you the want to be loved by you know the mother and and all this stuff. Yeah, and I was pulling from that of like what is that to the I'm I'm sure there's some group right now doing some sort of GoPro birth. Thing that you pay for on OnlyFans, and I'm really late to the game, but (laughs) I thought it would be Uh, it'd be funny and also brutally real. Of in the future, we have this these VREs set up, yeah, you know already these virtual worlds that feel real in every way. And it's like, you know, and people are kind of beyond the sexual elements of things at this point. What is the sexiest thing that can happen to you? You're birthed and loved in a you know, a uh, hospital basically by in this weird relationship.
0: What I liked about it when I, I liked what I read about that, it, it, it's not so nail in the head or I guess it, I don't know, but that it's idea Probably of,
1: punching people right in the face with it, but probably,
0: whatever. but I mean, at the end of the day, people want connection and mm-hmm. they, they want, they want intimacy, They want, whether they know it or not. And they do try to find it through extreme sexual means, but like, there's like the vor aspect of like, I want to be consumed or I want to be birthed. right. That's like, exactly it, it. You're right. It goes beyond the sexual thing. And it goes to a very basic human need to be warm and to be safe and embraced. embraced Yeah. It's like, yeah, and yeah, just to be like coddled and held and be like, just to be loved. And it's scary that the future is going to that way where it's like, yeah, you're not like strip clubs are just so basic. Like you need to, you really got to get into my
1: psyche of like, right.
0: It's not even a kink anymore. It's just a basic human want.
1: Well, there'll, there'll be a future where, you know, people go to strip clubs and how they should react now, but don't, they, they see the, the, uh, the flimsiness of it. The, the unreal, you know, connection, like none of the people in a strip club, the strippers in a strip club are actually like, Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Right. Oh, you're back. Right. In the future people would actually see through that, that fakeness. And they'd be like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to go to a strip club. I want to be birthed Mm -hmm. or, you know, or whatever, right. Whatever they whatever they call kink in the future is their, their need.
0: I know we had a, not a point of contention. There was a part, what did we change the word from? It was originally suckle. That's when Noel runs out of money.
1: Yeah. Well, originally I think I wrote, would you like to breastfeed or something like that? Yeah. And it was a
0: little, it it felt sexual, right? And it wasn't supposed to. And exactly. I was like, because it's like saying the
1: word brass and feed, and it's just like,
0: like I get, in, and I was like, oh, it needs to be different. I remember you, and you wrote suckle. I was like, this is perfect.
1: Well, there, and again, it goes back to like I imagine now there are guys like. I just want to breast or you know, people in general. Guys, I mean and girls, I know that exists. Yeah, they want to yeah. breastfeed. It, yeah. It's a thing, blah, blah, blah. Sixty
0: minutes at a whole piece on it. Yeah. And the guy wearing the diaper and the mom yelling at him. Yeah. It,
1: oh yeah. There's yeah. always
0: that element. And then there's the person who goes, Yeah, we'll be on TV. <laughs> like, bring him in. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I need to wear a diaper, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay doing this.
1: But the a word like suckle, like what you're saying, takes it from a like sexual like ugh disgusting thing too like a that's a uh, disturbingly sweet in a a you need to get help kind of way you know like yeah. I want to suckle you know? yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> well, there there was a
0: part in there too which I liked it 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 was something we talked about really early on which was everything is a subscription everything right. is uh you know it's it's all free to play it's all everything's a microtransaction it's just buy buy buy. It's everything's, it's, you know, the worst version of Apple pay or anything where it's just like, we're just taking the money. Like it, it's, it, it just looks like you're going, your money's going down a slide. And that I felt like it's just every piece. Like, would you like to hold hands money? Would you like to kiss money? Like, would you like to be birth money? Would you like to suckle? And it's just, mm-hmm. I, I love that. Noel's motivation at this point is
1: <laughs> I need to get back to this birthing process. You know, we mentioned it before, but like I had some and you've had jobs like this where you basically you earn money when you're working yeah. and you you that sounds redundant, but like it's it's like claiming articles or doing whatever you're doing. it's, yeah. it's this piecemeal work, and you it's salary versus freelance. Yeah, like, and you yeah. it you get as much out of it as you put into it. And there's like something you want. You're like, oh, now i I need to work. I mm-hmm. as opposed to like you're just working and you're just kind of cons- being consistent. You go on these work binges to get things that you want,
0: it, and it's usually a result of. I remember when I bought my first like big screen TV. I remember buying it and then going hit the job boards (laughs) And and started hitting up people being like, Hey, I'm available for work. And I just started taking on more jobs so that that hole that I just dug myself into doesn't feel so deep.
1: Right. So, and you feel good about having claimed the jobs before you've worked them. You're like, well, I've got them. So that's money in the bank pretty much. Yeah. There's the weird
0: mental gymnastics that I think, I don't know if everyone does it, but like my brain will do where like I'll buy something, but well, no, but this money's coming in. And well, this will work out, and well, I can sell that, and like you start to like you're dividing and subtracting, trying
1: to build a new thing and justify this purchase that you shouldn't have made. It's not healthy, no, yeah.
0: But I feel like you you hit that in a very comical way of making fun of a, a real epidemic in today's society. So thank you. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's the least I
0: can yeah. do. And then Null goes back to work, and surprise, everything sucks. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That was the, a fun part. No, it was great. It was, I remember us worrying that people would see through it right away. Like, uh, uh in the, in the fir- in chapter three, they'd see this fight and one of two things would happen. They'd, you know, uh, see this heroic Noel thing happen and be like, okay, well that's what the book's going to be from now. Or they would immediately see through it and be like, something's fishy mm-hmm. and could be wrong. But so far people who showed it to, they're like, I did not see i thought it was going to be this ready player one-esque whatever hero thing and then he just ended up getting fucking shit on right
0: as we we call it later it's whatever the performance preview and like we had talked about it where i was like you know there's uh the game that always came to mind to me was uh shadow complex where it's like strangely enough that was a a game written by Orson Scott Card. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It, it turns out the, the homosexuals were the bad guys <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. And, uh, but the whole thing is you start off. It, it's like a, a weird, just a, a very modern take on a Metro Metroid-type game or whatever. But, like, the game starts where you're this in a power suit. You've got all the powers. You're doing all of it. But then that character dies. And you, you take over this new character with, like, a big forehead. And all you have is a handgun. <laughs> But then throughout the game, you're finding those pieces of the armor, and then you become that thing at the end. I was like, that that to me has always been a good progression in a video game that is kind of hard to convey in a story so much. But like, I felt like that would be the template for Uber of the future of like show you what it can it's be. the
1: First taste is free,
0: exactly. Yeah, and it's like, well, you got to work your way up to it. And the whole time, it's, it's just playing into that addictive mindset of you got to climb the ladder. Like it, it could always be better, but it won't be. (laughs)
1: Well, it's something that happens now with, I'm sure it happens with Uber. Like, man, I'm, this is going to be really good. And then they start going like, ah, you know, maybe you drive a little further. You stay a little longer. You, you know, they get you in. The, the one thing that I thought, uh, the, the one kind of application that I think does it really well is online dating. They Mm. do this thing where you sign up and you're shown all these like magical people. And you're like, Oh my god, yeah, I'll buy a rose for them and do all this <laughs> stuff. Either they don't exist or they're just, you know, used for promotional purposes or whatever the case. Or maybe my profile isn't good enough. But there's this like, come on, come on in thing, right. and then you bought a premium subscription and you just you don't see anyone who you would match with or anything like that. And it's just masterful. Like there's some group of programmers they're going like oh my god this bait is going to be so good you know yeah well it's also it's you have to make people feel like this is too good to be true but I found it
0: yeah yeah and I I'm the one right and that's that's Noel's perspective of this is a dumb thing for kids this is stupid and now all of a sudden I am a god this is the coolest thing in the world I'm the hero I'm all this stuff and then it's like well now you signed up and you foolishly subscribed You know, we told you there's no commitment, but you signed up for the commitment because. Well, you signed up
1: for the the piece beyond the commitment that gives you that little extra edge. Yeah. The Mm elites.
0: Yeah. Because the mindset is I can do this all the time. This is great. But then the reality is, well, no, you're you're just another garbage person and you're going to have garbage jobs and you go go do your garbage stuff and you got a problem. So what deal with it? And so, yeah, I remember we talked about that scene where he just gets his ass kicked and it's like it just has to be brutal, and just all the glitz is gone. Like jumps, breaks his leg, and the guys are like, "Just beat him up."
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's just got to be like a complete humiliation. It's mm-hmm. a, not even an acknowledgement of like his his inabilities at all. It's just purely like, it, just take that away from him. Like yeah. I don't have time to deal with this. I mean, they've probably seen this kind of person before millions of times, and they're like, just just take his stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think at this point, when we had originally written. When we started it, he was a pawn. Right. We we were trying to work him up and be like, he's going to save money for a rook, and he's going to do. And we ended up just getting rid of that chapter because it it got kind of. We're like, yeah, it's kind of funny that it's like, okay, he's still using the same thing. He's a he's a rook. They've just turned everything off. Right. (laughs) So now it's like, well, now you yeah, it's like you you go to the showroom, you know, you go to the Toyota dealership, and they give you the souped up supercar. And then when you get in it, they take everything off and they're like, well, that's what it can do. Mm-hmm. But we switch the engine out and now like, or well, it's can...
1: like Tesla now it's like, yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll activate the rest of your car during the hurricane. <laughs> Go ahead and <laughs> just take it now. And yeah,
0: you like ABS, right? <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Do well, you need it? You should pay for it. Probably the, yeah. but the, um, yeah, the getting rid of, of him being a pawn at first, I thought kind of like it made it less messy as far as uh, so in his hero's journey like a lot of times you take a lot of you take a beating and you're you know you lose things you get hurt you you know you go through your trials and tribulations and it seemed to make less of an impact if he was in this one and then he switched to this other one and there was also a switch to a rook and then there was also the added benefit of if he invests has to invest 10,000 credits, like right up front, I, f- I forget how much exactly. Something like yeah, that. I, I, you know, Money means nothing. numbers or nothing. Yeah. Um, but if you have to do that right from the start, then you're like, you are so deep into it. You cannot leave right away. You, yeah. You've got that investment. And I
0: remember that was, that was something that came about roughly a year ago when we were doing the rewrites. And we we're just like, if we change this one thing, we save a chapter and things move a lot quicker. And we, I, we didn't really put up a fight. We we're just like, "Yep, that, okay."
1: And you don't miss it, yeah, because you didn't know it was there. <laughs> you have your reading, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was fun. There was like, a, he get gets into like a bidding war, but then we we kept running into this problem too, where things felt too much like now, right? Where like there's email and messages, and so then we started working in things like digital envelopes and like it's all projected and it's a hologram or something. So it's like, what is that? I don't think email's ever going to go away. It's just going to look different. Like, we're still going to message each other. We're still going to send letters. It's just the the delivery format's going to be different. We're still going to bid on things. But, right. like, yeah, it, it, it felt like he was just on eBay. Well, yeah, like, clear up
1: the bidding thing. It, what the setup was is that originally Noel had this pawn and he was working to get a rook. And he finds... A rook in a kind of like a secondhand auction type thing that's going for cheap, and his and no one has bid on it, and it's about to end the auction, and so his he's going to basically you know bid swipe or you know swipe it, yeah. I think that's the term, I forget the bid auction snipe. term, snipe. That, there you go. Yeah, he's basically going to snipe it, and then in the five minutes before it ends, you know, hands up in a bidding war with this. Who he thinks is this big dog ends up being a kid, yeah, you know, and all this stuff, and and part of it was, uh part of it was, I f- felt like maybe we'd seen that before or something, and then also like what you were saying, you had that note like it feels too much like actual eBay, and you know what is this world, and then at the end when we started thinking about making things less convoluted, mm-hmm. and we we're like let's just nix this and. You know, because then you you get him, in, and we also had this whole where he's getting used to his rook, and getting, it, and it was just it was taking away from the momentum we had been building.
0: Yeah, and so it just made it easier where it's like, oh, he's still in the same rook. It's just it's going to just be the same vehicle for the rest of the book. It's just funnier that he jumps ten feet and his foot breaks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he gets his eye hole fucked in.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, and he's constantly having to pay to have it repaired. Yeah. And, um. But yeah, so and so that puts us into basically help desk hell. Hell. Yeah. yeah. That was
0: that was I don't I I wrote that. I think that was the initial one, but I just love the idea of a beige waiting room that just continues to grow and get mm-hmm. worse like it it's that Brazil thing that I love that like dystopian future of this is a virtual space and it's a mess. <laughs> like right. it, it just is because
1: no one cares. Well, we imply too that like, I mean, I hope this comes across that him going into this waiting room. It seems like nothing he's experienced before. Like he's experiencing what we experience now when we go to a government wait room or whatever, stuff like that. But right. in, in the 70 years between now and uh, what you know happens in Rook, you know, you could, say that waiting rooms became really great and then the technology evolved and then they got shitty and then they, and then skirm just ended up having this shitty one that Noel's never experienced before. Cause he's like, why are there all these chairs and yeah. you know, magazines and stuff like that? So it's, it's like they regressed in waiting room technology. They, there was a high golden point and then they're like, nah, fuck it.
0: Well, it, it, to me, it was the, you trying to cancel any sort of subscription service. Right. They make it as hard as possible. It, I like I went to the DMV not that long ago. DMV's not that bad. No,
1: it's not bad anymore.
0: It's not terrible. But I also booked it online. I was able to go in like the normal line or whatever, just hurry up. A guy walked in, bunch of papers, you know, falling over. He had to go in the normal line. like, what the fuck is this? Why do I have to wait? And it's just like, the anger is still there. Mm-hmm. It will always be it there. It will always be there. People will hate lines. People will find it like there is it's sort of ingrained in society that like the dmv or the post office will always be the worst thing in the world i think with phones and everything waiting in line is not that bad you have music you got a game you could read you know news mm-hmm. or whatever i get it in the past it was like in what they basically created for null is you're cut off from everything you're stuck in this waiting room we're we're gonna wait you out we're going to well, there's yeah. a
1: science to to making it hard for people to cancel exactly you know yeah. even i mean especially now and then there will be in the future like yeah it's engineered to be awful you know awful and just uh, just enough that you can put up where you where you won't completely go and bomb the headquarters right but and is it legally it's like as uncomfortable as it legally can right. be yeah and like, then some companies cross that that oh, you know totally uh yeah i think bumble did you know or, or some companies i keep talking about online dating but there are companies who made it so difficult to cancel that then they get in trouble so it's a it's a sweet science mm-hmm. um it's easier if you just can't stop giving us money yeah is what they said
0: isn't that better it's like i mean at some point i think we've all done this where we go it is easier just to pay the 35 dollars a month
1: it's exactly yeah
0: and you just like that's so that's what that was the subconscious inspiration of the waiting room was it's like I just thought of what would be a hellscape that you wouldn't want to be in. And it's a beige waiting room with a bunch of magazines that aren't very much, not not very interesting. And there's a lot of other people waiting that
1: we basically described as purgatory. Essentially. Yeah. It it was digital
0: purgatory. Yeah. Um, But what I liked about it too, is it allowed us to explain in a confident way or in a, a clear and concise way that what Noel experienced was not special. It was not unique. It was unique to him. But only in that—that's your first taste, like, right? Yeah, and everyone gets their first taste, and it's a little different because everyone's program a little different. But that's when he realizes Bartok's his dad, right? <laughs> like, which we we talked about before. Of like, you in the future, you'll be able to download all these profiles. Like they, they know more yep. about him than he knows about himself, and that's why it's like, oh, Bartok seems really familiar. I don't understand. And we ended up—I I think I ended up defining the acronym later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we came up with the name Bartok first i don't know why i think it's just because it was like you're at a bar you're talking to somebody it's like friendly bar talk
1: yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. think
0: that's where it came up and then then i define the acronym later which is wrong right captivate is not spelled
1: with a k but i i can't remember if because i i we always had bar talk in there like yeah. from the initial draft of uh, chapter three yeah but i if I, I could be wrong but i feel like the uh double cross he doesn't exist came after in a rewrite maybe i'm wrong maybe
0: yeah i i th- there've been moments in the book where things just disappear and we're like oh oops got to go back and explain that or at least i feel
1: like that was it where we're like oh he was just a projection because i told you i was like what if they made it like someone that he you know loves to to gain his trust yeah and it was like oh it's it's my dad i I think
0: i think originally it was it was like just an ai it was like a drew type that's right yeah Yeah, it was it was just a a remote controlled rook uh frame that was like it, it was just it was just like an AI talking. there's like, there's little subtle things in there. Like when Noel says like, I want to take the harder mission. And he like
1: he glitches did, it Cause yeah. he's like,
0: that's not what he was supposed to pick. Like he, they were wrong. That's mm-hmm. like part of the whole thing of like the technology is good, but it's not perfect. And so, yeah. And then Bartok is like, well, let's just find the thing that we, we know that will pull at your heartstrings, but you won't really be able to figure it out. Yeah, You can't so, put your th-
1: finger on it, but and,
0: yeah. And yeah. clearly Null has dad issues. So if that's not obvious yet, I think they'll, come up more and more
1: right but
0: yeah it's it's just a reminder that uh Noel had a great opportunity he made a lot of money and he blew it instead of investing into his job right he bought a bunch of, and now he has a a busted frame he's in debt he blew a bunch of money on a bunch of stuff he doesn't need and we're like that I remember when we got to that point we're like I remember being really happy like this is Noel this is our character like he is He's a lovable fuck-up.
1: Hopefully, he's endearing enough to where you want to keep following him along. But, yeah. But then that that gets us to when he meets Cal. Oh, yeah.
0: I Yeah. We, we introduced... I don't know where Cal came from. I just like the friendly old man.
1: I think originally... I think, you, I think you had the name Cal origin Maybe I, I think, I think so. it was Cal. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, you kind of just had him as a, a, a friendly dude, you know, yeah. that kind of the, Oh yeah, I, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me take
0: you under my wing, young man. Right. Yeah. And like, can we do this without making him pervy? That's, right. always the, yeah. that's always the challenge. Like, how can we make it that it's an old friendly man? Who's not trying to have sex with a man half his age. Mm-hmm. Can we like, in my mind, every old man's Liberace. They're just like, how can I make you look like me? How can I make you my sparkly boy? How can I look like I'm fucking a mirror, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but just in the right way? But that it looks so in wrong. an
1: entertaining way. Yeah,
0: I just God that yeah, that candelabra movie. The it's Michael Douglas and Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, and it's
1: right. just such a nightmare.
0: Yeah, they just look like they put clay on his face, and he's like, yeah, perfect." Time to. Put it in you. Know. Play my mirror piano. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. Anyway.
1: I digress. I
0: digress. Cal, in a way, represents us. He's like our generation. Yeah. Because, like, mathematically, the way people are living, like, Cal would be in his 80s or 90s. Yeah. Except it's the year 2090, so people probably live to 130, 140, maybe. That might be pushing it with CRISPR and everything else. Who knows? But the idea is that, like, he says words like, cool. And, like, yeah, I'd play online games. And it's like, okay, this is if you or I aged and went Mm -hmm. along. And so that was kind of our, like, vehicle for that. But then also I like the idea that Cal can also explain the old world a little bit of, like, things have evolved. But then you went in and punched it up where he gave some, like, sage advice comparing life
1: to a breadstick, which I loved. Well, so, I mean, originally – the scene you know, with, with him and Noel was just kind of like... I, essentially, it was a, an A to B scene. It was like, yeah. let's meet at this this place and then let me offer you this. But then, you know, as I was... I, I think I remember telling you, I was like, I, there's something more here that... I, I think it was one of those times where I was like, give me a week or something. And I kind of walked off and, and worked on it. You
0: wouldn't answer my calls. Yeah, I wouldn't
1: answer your texts. Um, and... So I thought about this thing and I don't think I, you know, I ever told you this, but I started thinking about, you know, going back to what you're saying, like, this would be like us in, in 2090, if we could live this long or whatever. But I started thinking about like how hard, even at, in my thirties, how hard it is to make friends now. And it's just going to get harder as I get older and you're trying to, you're trying to get a friend, you're trying to talk to someone, you're trying to like relate to them. They're not having it because you're old, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and I started one thinking about that, how that'll just get harder as I uh, get older. And then two, I started thinking about like, okay, me and my dad, right? We have, you know, a weird kind of relationships, more friends than anything. And mm-hmm. I started thinking about, the restaurants that we, you know, we go to I mean I told you we go to Applebee's or whatever and Chili's Margaritaville. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and
0: it's a certain spectrum.
1: Yeah, it's a certain tier of restaurant <laughs> and, you know, get whatever huge bowl or whatever and a lot of tequila. <laughs> and I started thinking about how, you know, as I work more and 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 live my life more, how I would turn down more of those requests to go you know, go get a bite. Let's go get a bite, you know, like yeah. how Cal says those things. And when I was kind of stewing on the scene, I was thinking about one day those requests are going to just stop coming, you know, for whatever reason. It's kind and of a
0: cat's in a cradle situation here.
1: Well, it's, I mean, it's a knowing, it's knowing the future and not doing anything about it. It's, mm-hmm. you know how things go in life, how yeah. you know, and I I was like, one day these I'm not going to get that call anymore. And going back to equating it to eating and breadsticks, I was just, I was thinking about how that when you are are too full and you're uncomfortably full, you know, that uh, the brain delay and all of that. And I was like, but it does apply to when you don't get enough of something, suddenly you're starving and it's, it's too late. You're starving now. And Mm. losing that, losing that ability to, you know, go meet with someone, you know, you, you, one day it'll just be too late and, you know, not to bring it down or anything, but that's, that's what I was thinking with Count. He yeah. he's yearning for this thing. And he's been yearning for this kind of connection his entire life, going back to connection. And he got busy with himself and, and living. And one day there was no call to go eat at tomato terrace. Right.
0: So, Noel's looking for a father. Cal's looking for a dad. <laughs> it's just like,
1: yeah. It, there's a theme here, obviously. Like, but, parental neglect. But, but it's not even. It's just. It's. I mean, mm-hmm. the overall theme of connection. It's. It's hard to connect, and you want to connect in a in an open, you know, like, yeah, uh, genuine way, and it's tough. It's.
0: I would argue it's not hard to connect. It's hard for two people to be present to be open to be vulnerable yeah that is intimacy that is a relationship and what i like about cal is like the, the i guess the argument is he's of an older generation that he remembers what it was like right noel is in my mind it's like the kid who's born today they're fucked they're they're going to they're in a world where twitter already exists they're in a world where social media is a it's not even a – it's a option. It's like you have to post your life online because that's what everyone else is doing because your entire life has been through your impressionable developing years. This is how you've seen the world and that's how it is. So when Noel is made into a meme or every part of his life is being broadcast in some way, that's just normalized. Cal is like you can have connection. You could be there. Noel will – unless he takes a giant leap in some way – He's never going to know to say, like, there is an option to cut stuff out of your life, to Mm. cut garbage and noise out. And it's this kind of beautiful, sad moment of Noel's really not there. He's still – He's
1: thinking about his bullshit while Cal's pouring himself out. Exactly.
0: And I feel like everyone's been there in some situation where this is why our relationship will not work. Where someone's going, like – and all this and all this. And they're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And then the, the, that thing people do when you're talking to them and they're looking at something else. Uh-huh. And they go, yeah, yeah, hey. And then you're like, okay, I've been to enough industry parties. Mm-hmm. I I know I know where I fall in the totem pole. Right. I totally get it. And like not to like make Noel a, a shitty character or a shitty person. It's just like I truly do believe in nature versus nurture. And it's like I think at the end of the day most people are good. They want to do good things. But we are we're all clay and we're formed by the society around us and we're distracted. We, everything's a distraction during this recording. I heard fucking slack go off.
1: I know. And my mind's like, is it okay? And I, well, I keep thinking about how we don't have any beer left after this. Well, that's
0: why the recording ends and we go do something yeah. and go pick some up.
1: But yes, the, oh. the lack of ability to actually connect and, and how hard it is for two people to you know, uh, I mean, it doesn't help that there's like a generational gap in that conversation. You know, right? Where it, it is
0: a it's a useless fight. Well, there,
1: there's going to be one day. I already feel it coming where <laughs> I I can't connect with you know we're at Gen Z, or Gen AA now, or whatever the case is. Sure, yeah, Triple A, Triple A, and
0: then the the D battery or that, that weird one that and, goes in the,
1: uh, and then we get to the, the all Smox American Dagger. league, I think. Yeah. And, and not to sound like an old, old dude, you but do. yeah, I know I sound really old right now, yeah. but I make the, I make the effort to try and, and connect and, and, uh, understand because I don't want to end up one day being this person. That's like, everything is shit and you're lazy, you know, but I also
0: don't want to be that 45 year old man. I always saw at the skate park wearing Jinkos.
1: right? There's a fine line. (laughs) I think, honestly, I think Cal weirdly enough, and maybe you'll see this later and agree that he is the kind of right way to do that because he's not trying to be too put. I mean, maybe he does like, you know, tomato terrace too much or whatever, but really he's not trying to be too much of that but it comes off as desperate just cuz his you know he's in a place in life that's kind of sad but he's also not you know trying to be Mr. cool he's just kind of
0: yeah he he's trying to do I cal I think looking back at it is more me than anything else like that was me being like I don't want to be pushy I want it's the people pleaser which right. is at the end of the day a flawed person it is someone who's not strong enough in any of their convictions to tell someone they're fucking up. Right. And ultimately in real, I mean, he, he nails it on that. He he figures out like, he's like, I've seen it all. I know what situation you're in. A caring person would probably go, listen up buckaroo. (laughs) Uh But in, from like my perspective, that's going to scare someone off. And I'm, I'm more afraid of being alone than I am, you know, making someone upset. Yeah. It's it's like, I'd rather be, the the insecure part of me would rather be gentle and not tell anyone uh, you know tell anyone anything when in reality the real friendly thing to do is tell someone when like they're doing wrong
1: right like you know as but, opposed to worry about them getting pissed off right and, and it's
0: like hey you might tell someone the truth and it'll piss them off but in reality I think that's what a better person should be I, look life is a constant stream of trying to be better so yeah cal cal was a like i liked him because he's a vehicle of the old world and then he also kind of gave a little bit of like this is how it used to be and oh man things are better and like that's kind of me in the way of like telling you know my younger sister like oh man you know i had a pager growing up and like i don't care
1: yeah, yeah. i <laughs> like, don't give a shit yeah.
0: i used to do war from inside a box and like yeah cool neat great your yeah. life awesome yeah i mean and like yeah, that's that's null to tea. It's just like this very disinterested, how can I make money? How can I get back to being birthed by a large woman? Right. That's his concern in life.
1: In a uh Olive Garden knockoff, which if anything happens with this book, I really hope in in the the way of my forefathers, Jimmy Buffett, we're able to franchise a tomato terrace. Oh, I so you want to be sued. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to blow out a flip flop.
0: That was that was one note our editor gave us. I that was like that was a uh, a point of like pride where she's like I could tell what it is without you ever saying it, and I was like, cool, yeah, like, that's
1: great. Want to yeah. go get lunch at Olive Garden? I don't. <laughs> we'll
0: never leave. Actually, I've been wanting to go to a Red Lobster. We'll go to a Red Lobster. I yeah, the 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 Cheddar Bay biscuits are great. Here's what we'll do. All
1: right, we'll finish up this this episode cast pod. thing Thing. yeah we'll go to red lobster we'll get beer we'll come back maybe we'll record some more we'll find a margaritaville to go to tonight (laughs) okay for research Uh uh-huh and then i don't have anything planned after that but
0: maybe they'll let us record an episode at margaritaville but we forget to hit record
1: (laughs) well the thing that would be good about recording this stuff at margaritaville is they're constantly playing margaritaville on loop so it's Yes, there'd be music in the background, but it'd be the same song. So it wouldn't be that hard to cut.
0: The only Margaritaville I've ever been next to is the one in Vegas. Because you have to walk by it. Right. It's there. But it's also one of those weird things like it's like the Hooters in Vegas where it's like it has windows. It's so weird. Like Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everyone there looks like a cast member from the show Lost. Like, <laughs> I can't leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like neither can they. <laughs> yeah, there, there's well, there's some force keeping them there. And then every You walk by Margaritaville and you walk back Margaritaville. Do they play anything else? Like once in a while it's cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not a lot of songs to pick from. No.
1: Anyway. Well, I think that's a good place. (laughs) So, well, there's the end. Yeah. There's the sad moment where, so yeah,
0: where I like where the book is going at this point. Like I said, this was, this was a good moment of like, okay, now we got, now we got our story. We have our conflict, which we came to naturally. But before we could get there, Noel has to sell his childhood pet
1: replacement. I have such a soft spot for like animal movies tear me apart. I I know you don't care about animals. I love uh, animals. How dare you? I know. I'm trying to burn you. Oh, thanks. Um, But it's just like it's so indicative of – it's like people who, for instance, they get huskies and, you know, or any kind of animal that, uh, you know, they can afford now or whatever. And mm. then they end up having to get rid of them and, and give them away. And it fucking pisses me off. And uh, ending like that is – one, it kind of makes me hate Noel in in some ways because he's just like – he's that big of a fuck up that he, yeah. that he does that. But also it's something that happens to people they get in over their head and then they have to give it all up immediately like what we said before
0: i we wrote this before tiger king was a thing right but <laughs> that is similar people buy tiger and they go bit the kids again yeah i don't know what to do about this thing it's like well you did bring a predator into your home this is different because if you have never seen a quaka, you never seen a quokka no no i'm saying if you haven't
1: oh okay they
0: smile they have the most wonderful smile they
1: are human yeah and, and they're just like a little ball furry human thing. yeah
0: and fuck you nature for creating animals that smile
1: yeah <laughs> like
0: dogs guacas like it's just that that is how they evolved where they're like well, i don't want to be killed anymore and humans like smiling animals so now they smile yeah and that's the most smile i've ever seen in any
1: creature oh, yeah. ever absolutely yeah. And that's why – I think they're so precious. That's why it's illegal to take them away from Australia Probably. or New Zealand. I can't remember where they're at. Some desert island mm-hmm. where things go to die. Desert continent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's where it ends. Kind of a bummer. The book's becoming a bummer. Yeah, why'd
1: you bump me out? I was having such a great morning with all three of my beverages. Yeah, well, I <sighs> – we're at this stage in entertainment where things just have to be happy all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, I, I feel like you and I are of an older generation where you realize there is a push and a pull. There's a pendulum, like in order for things to be good, they have to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we fucked up with this book. It should just be happy all the time. There should be no conflict. Everyone's happy. That's yeah. how real life is. And we'll do better for the second one. I don't know. It's going to be a picture book.
1: This book should come with a free dose of Valium that you just pop yeah. And then you either listen to our rambling, whatever, yeah. or you read it. It's whatever the Sackler family had to legally get rid of
0: that it comes in each copy of the book. It was like, just pop one of these oxys.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think you're talking about the oxycodone people, aren't you? Oh, yeah.
0: I only listen to NPR now. It keeps me centered. <laughs> yeah. And makes, me... hi. Speaking of cute animals,
1: we'll get some B roll over.
0: Some, at some point, yeah. It's weird she has David Bowie eyes, right? Yeah, heterochroma. Yeah. I don't think she's hetero. She humps male dogs.
1: Yeah. Don't be so
0: heterochroma normative. <laughs> David Bowie has that eye because someone punched him. Yeah, he Peter- said, I don't know if I'm attracted to you or not. Boosh, And he's like, that's cool. Wait, Peter Frampton punched
1: him. Really? Yeah. It was Frampton? In grade school.
0: Oh, well, that's back in the 60s where every famous person knew each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they were all in London yeah.
0: or wherever. Buzz regular. Aldrin's like, hey, Muhammad Ali, before he went to space, right? why was he there? I don't know. Anyway, that's the next episode.
1: Getting bad at these outs. Getting bad at this beer. <laughs> <sighs> the out is literally just going to be you shutting it off and it going to black in the middle of me talking. <sighs> Some point. It's so hoping he plays
0: out with a good, uh, with some uh, some cream. The guitar is in the room. I know. I'm not gonna grab. I will like that you scan the room for it. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna play it's, it. it. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, at some point I'll play uh, Pixies. Mm-hmm. Whereas my mind will have to do musical interludes at some point, so people know that I've been progressing in life.
1: Yeah, and also to just cut these things up, so there's something else to go to. Anything, dear God. Yeah, this is perfect.
0: This is us getting bored of our own concept. Yeah.